Science. Welcome to Probably Science. Welcome to Probably Science. I am Andy Wood. Uh, we have someone very special joining us uh, this week. Well, actually, we have a couple of special people. Like so Brooks, is, special. Brooks is back. I'm back. Cover Country's fucking dead. I'm over it. <laughs> no, are you serious? Country Summer's dead. Oh my god! I this, hate it. Now. There's going to be Julian. You might not know this, but there's been a trend all summer where uh, Brooks has been blasting shitty country music. Yeah. Right. Somewhat ironically, but I also, think I heard him talk about it on stage. But I was like, he's not. Well, really, I grew he's a must- really I grew it. a mustache. Oh, that's for right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Wow. And it was for country summer. Right. And then uh, my girlfriend left me, and pretty much because I turned into a cartoon person. I right. Think. Yeah. She's yeah. like, you listen to country Whoa. music? You have a big dumb mustache. I was like. All right. Well, Country Summer's dead. Oh my um, God! Yeah, but you're in your twenties. No, it's all right. I don't. You're, know, you're, I don't not, a, you're not a real person yet. That's exactly true. That's yeah. What so I told your her. pain isn't real. Yeah. You're um, just. You're, well, you're trying on people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a good well, way of looking at it. We don't need to go into this because she seriously. might listen to this. Yeah, because uh, certainly country music and women leaving you don't go together. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I, what'd you listen to when she left? I I couldn't <laughs> listen to fucking country. I'll tell you that much. Uh, if there's too much heart and feeling yes, in country sure. music, oh, yeah, yes, okay. I had to go to like heart, just like aggressive rock. Yeah, that's all. Like I was like, there's there's no like substance seals and crofts. Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> actually. I, I started listening to Edward Sharp because it ruins everything you listen to together. Like yeah. oh, we dated for yeah. like seven years, so all the music. Oh, I this like, is a seven year relationship. Yeah, this is a very intense relationship. By the way, but real quick, Julian McCullough, thank you for oh, joining. Oh, us. Oh, hello, everyone. Oh, oh man, sorry, that? Julian yeah, McCullough. That's all right. And, I didn't know it was a seven year relationship. Yeah, I, and she dumped you over a mustache. No, it was a lot more than that. Because uh, that's enough. That's what I pointed at in my mind. I was like, "This is a mustache." Yeah. Um, and then Augie Smith is also Augie guest Smith. host. What's happening? Third chair. Everybody. Augie Good Smith to be is back. back. Good to be back. Matt Kirshen is out of the country once again, doing doing real comedy stuff. But uh, being he'll be successful, back with us. And stuff. being successful, yeah. yeah. What a piece of garbage. Uh, <laughs> no, I. Uh, but yeah, all music was ruined, and so I've picked up Edward Sharp and Magnetic <laughs> Zeros because we never listened to that. Well, I, right. I like this moment of silence for Country Summer. Then summer uh, country. it doesn't deserve a moment of silence. It's we've sun. had well, we've had some fans on Twitter that have been uh, that have been lamenting the absence of it the last couple episodes, so they're going to be even more bummed now. So oh, somebody had to make the call. Okay. Well, that's the end of that. All right. <laughs> that's the end of that period in Brooks's life yeah. and in ours. Uh, well, anyhow, so our guest today, Julian McCullough, you've seen him on uh, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, on yeah. Live at Gotham. I think Late Night with Jimmy Fallon is like one of the coolest credits. It's the best. They don't have yeah. a ton of stand-ups. They don't do a lot, and uh, it was the funnest. It was really fun. Was like, the yeah. crowd felt like a crowd. You've it, done it. Nick Turner's done it. Uh-huh. Hannibal got fucking a writing job on SNL out of it. Yeah. Wow. I think that's a really cool credit. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah, he had to go and do that so that everybody else that did the show <laughs> felt like shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're yeah. like, why didn't I get a writing job yeah. for Saturday Night Live? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're glad you could join us. You also did a Comedy Central Presents last I year. I did. Didn't you? Yeah, like I did a, a half hour special, and I've done a couple stories on This American Life. That'll make me sound smart. Nice. Right? Yeah, that's way smarter than most of our guests. No offense, other guests listening <laughs> to this. Now, when you do those stories for This American Life, yeah. do you pad those, or is that all true? Because I hear those stories, and I'm like, that's shit. Well, that, that didn't happen. you know, there's definitely both kinds of people. And uh, and you're right, it does happen, but I did not. You went mine. straight up, no padding? Straight up. I mean, jokes. Nice. I put jokes in. What sure. was the name of that guy who did the uh, China thing? Oh, that was uh, Daisy, Mike Daisy. You didn't Daisy, Mike Daisy right? it up there? No, but he was, he was doing a serious story. About like he was like suppose with supposed like research was, and all that. Mine factory. were just personal tragedies. No, exactly. Mike, if you don't know, Mike Daisy did this thing where he was like, "I went to China 
no arms. The people there have, yeah, no, have arms. no arms. Yeah. He's and like, I, he's like the the population is four million people. <laughs> they have fourteen arms, yeah. <laughs> and they all work at Foxconn uh, building yeah. iPads. They all work at Foxconn, and then they went back. Like it was like hugely popular, and then so popular. So it that, was the biggest story in really in. in for 12 years or whatever, however long oh, This yeah, American yeah. Life has been on the air, it's their biggest story they've and ever so, had. And so they go, they research, and they go, a lot of this shit is lies, dude. And yeah. he's like, oh, well, yeah, it is He had lies. a translator, yeah. and they were like, hey, can we interview your translator just to like sync up some of this stuff? And he's like, oh, yeah, no. I lost her. He goes, I lo- literally, he goes, I lost her number. <laughs> and and I have it on, on, on good... Uh, what do you call it? Info or whatever intel that uh, good authority. Good authority that uh, a lot of people were like on the show were like, you know, this is not credible. Like we should probably oh, not wow. do this. And there was an argument about it. And you know, I'm, I don't remember exactly who decided it should go through, yeah. but it it you know it didn't go through uncontested. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, if you if you have one story, do that in your entire program history and it's your biggest story it almost to me yeah. makes sense that you did it i don't think you lose integrity i don't think i liked it and i, I think it's still interesting you know well wh- the name of the show is this american life and what is more american than a bullshit story in a china bullshit made up in china story about other people <laughs> yeah 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 um yeah so julian do you have any science background like in high school did you enjoy science or did you take any classes in college my favorite teacher was a science teacher. Okay. Uh, I never really too. got too into science, um, but Mrs. Pascal was my eighth grade science teacher. Shout she had a great... Out. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. She, she, was, she listens. Yeah. I'm sure she does. <laughs> yeah. She had a great uh, sense of humor, and uh, she put up with me and my sense of humor. I was a... a Class clown. I, I acted yes. out. Uh, I had a huge crush on a girl named Courtney Shefflin, who I eventually... Shout uh, out. ...bagged in the eighth grade sense, which means there was no bagging whatsoever, <laughs> but... Anyway, I did. I remember uh, we were talking about noble gases on the um, periodic chart of elements. No, yeah. right? Is that right? No, that's that's, a, that's, that's correct. Something. Those yeah. are the with a full electron set, so they never um, yeah. bond with anything. Exactly. Else. And so the Neon. question she said was, "Why don't these gases bond with any other gases?" And I looked at Courtney Shefflin dead in the eye, and I said, "Because they don't have any chemistry." And, uh, <laughs> oh shit! And I thought that was brilliant at the time. On account yeah. of it is it, brilliant. Yeah, for an eighth grader, it's amazing. Yeah, you just drop your pencil, arms yeah. up in the yeah, air. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's it. Uh, Did she I, just immediately then, bring you over to? And then hang I tucked out under... in my Red Hot Chili Peppers T-shirt even tighter <laughs> oh, into my yes. white shorts. You are winning over Brooks right now. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds solid. Yeah, that's I, great. So okay, science background. Uh, I've always, uh, I'm, I'm very interested by in science, but I'm one of those people that's like, hey, make it fun for me. Don't just right. tell me. A, like yeah, a bunch of dry science. You're stuff. like, how would Bill Nye explain? This? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Indeed. Yeah. Speaking of Bill Nye, actually, we had uh, the last episode with Guy Branham. We got a little bit mean about my the school that I went to, Cornell, uh, which is kind of known for being sort of like a second. It's a good school, but also like it's the safety school. People who want to be better than they are, kind of. You know. By the way, uh-huh. humble brag. Humble brag. Well, no, I'm, yeah, it's like it's you know, you know this, this is the crappy, but really it's the nice, butt of uh, it's the butt of any yeah. you know. It's, there's a reason why it's Andy, Ivy League, right? Yeah, yes, but yeah, it's the crappy Ivy, humble bragging. No, yeah. no, no, but I'm saying you got a this yes girl was and. mad. Yes, this, and we had a listener who was angry because of how much we were disparaging it last week. Because like, it's the butt of every joke. Like Andy on the Office is from Cornell, and is right. too proud of that. Like it's a thing you shouldn't be. But I will say that uh, I'm proud of the fact that Bill Nye. 
came uh-huh. from the Cornell Engineering School. That's, oh, that that's makes something. sense, yeah. yeah. And he is and the science he's guy. He's the science guy, yeah. So yeah. I'm trying to make it out. I don't want, this listener didn't want to be named, but um, she was like, listen, Cornell's not that bad. I agree also because last night way, I got to see... By the way, see, Harvard makes scientists and Cornell makes science guys. Science guys. <laughs> I like that. But yeah. you, know, you know what else Cornell makes? It's the number one science guy school. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else Cornell Engineering has produced? Is the guy that I saw last night at the Greek theater, one Huey Lewis. Oh, what? Yeah. Who's a genius, by the way. What? IQ. He dropped out of Cornell Engineering, but he went there for a couple of years. Perfect score in the SATs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that you is know. awesome. Yeah. So Andy, you know, did there. he pick you out of the crowd as having his he head? Could he could tell. <laughs> Having his head with yeah. large nuggets. Um, you Ash- have the same head as Ashton you. Kutcher went to Iowa and was majoring in biomedical engineering when he dropped out. Nice. And then when I went there, I was like, same career trajectory. Doing the yeah. A plus K route. Yeah. yeah. Also, I just found out that this, this guy, who's now my favorite person in the world, went to Cornell. This guy named Charles Feeney, who is making it his goal to give away the billions of dollars that he's made in his life so he dies penniless. Like, he wants his oh, last cool. check he writes in his, in his life to bounce. And he's been anonymous for years. He's been decades, he's been giving this money away. He had to open offshore accounts so that he could still give money away anonymously because in the U.S., you'd have to declare it. So oh, he's the really? Opposite of Romney. He has offshore wow, accounts what to a give dude. his money away to charities. Yeah, so. I like it. There's um, some goodness. At Cornell. Hold on. Anyway. Do I, I wonder if I still have that list of where we, things I'd ask our guests. Keep talking. Oh, sure. sure. We, we could just get into the first topic. Wait, why are we talking want. about Cornell if you aren't proud of it? I'm making it up. There was an irate listener who was like, listen, Cornell's not that bad. You guys shouldn't be so mean to Cornell. And so who I'm just listening. Who was that, John Cornell III? <laughs> Ezra A. Cornell III. By the way, that's how Cornell old Cornell is. is. Yeah. It's just three generations. <laughs> It's not even that old. It's really like Harvard's over Cornell's been there for what, 75 years? It's, it's actually not that much older than that. It's really? Like, it's like, I thought all those schools were like 400 years old. Yeah. Yale and Harvard are like 400. Uh, Cornell's like 130. Oh. So it's not even that wow. old. Wow. So it's basically yeah. like an online school. It's basically yeah. like University of Phoenix okay. in, in the Finger Lakes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get into the first science story. This is kind of cool. Uh, I found this on the Augie, BBC. do you have a science background? <laughs> no, I have no, I have no science background. Augie's on a I just happen to live close. You know okay. So okay. Here we go. I got it. I got a questionnaire. Augie, you can take this too. Okay. Uh, but you know what? It's going to take a little bit away because you're already going to know. the. It's, it's got to be a real quick rapid fire, <laughs> Julian. Okay. okay. All right. Here we go. Favorite scientist. Are we taking turns? Or are we just shout no, out? No, no, no. This is you. Go. Favorite, favorite scientist. scientist. Yeah. Marie Curie. Curie. Okay. Yeah. Least favorite scientist. Uh, the guy who invented napalm. Oh, that's a <laughs> Jack good one. napalm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> John Napalm the third. Yeah. 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 Uh, favorite element. Favorite element. Uh, boron. How, how can love- you? Not, how can you not go with neon after that story you had earlier? Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh, right. I don't even know which ones are yeah. noble. I just uh, love to say boron because it's boron. got the word I'm, I'm feeling in it <laughs> when I'm talking about it. I like it. it. Okay, favorite Australian animal? Uh, Got to go with Paul Hogan. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> answer. And everyone else's as well here. Wow. Favorite uh-huh. constellation? Uh, Orion, just because I always can find it. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. A good one. Uh, best experiment you did in school? Like, what was a cool experiment that you remember that has stayed with you? Uh, oh, jeez. Something with magnesium that blows up. Oh, yeah. Well, I think I've seen Magnesium that. chloride, I think, and you can light it on fire, and it makes this huge, colorful flame. That's the only thing I remember. That sounds familiar. Sounds pretty but cool. But I also, uh, I also experimented with uh, Duran Duran's later stuff, oh. and uh, that didn't go well either. No. <laughs> that didn't go well at all. It also exploded. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. Speaking of which, here's the final thing. Largest explosion you've ever been a part of? 
What does that mean? It means like fireworks. <laughs> like, have you like ever had like incriminating myself? No. If you want, I don't know. Just like have you witnessed ever, or like ever, helped create, helped create or witnessed something just get blown up. Okay. Uh, well, witnessed the biggest explosion I've ever witnessed was um, I watched a parking deck get leveled in oh, Camden, nice. New Jersey. Whoa. That was pretty cool. Humble brag. Uh, and then, yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure where the brag part is. Uh, and then. Uh, that I was a part of would have to be. Ugh. I'm not a. I'm not an exploder guy. Well, no, I think everybody. What's the biggest implosion you've been part of? Yeah, I mean, other than like you're gastrointestinal, like, well, I would say in the forties. Yeah, very short. you're like well, in the forties, I flew the Enola Gay. I don't know if that. Yeah, counts. yeah. Does that matter? <laughs> OMD yeah, wrote a song oh. about it. Um, I would say. You guys, you never had fire fireworks or anything? <clears throat> no, I grew up. Uh, my parents enjoyed reading. <laughs> and uh, stuff like that. So we weren't really exposed to. Yeah, but like, you don't have hillbilly. friends that have that stuff. I grew up in the cities. Like it's just not okay. It's not. You know, a thing. no place. I grew up in can... San Francisco. I can't think of a less firecrackery place. All right. than, I got as, it. All right. You know. so they still have a bad taste in their mouth to the whole fire thing. All right. For the last yeah. hundred years or so. Well, they but I was there yeah. for the big earthquake in 1989. Really? Oh, really? And was terrified. Were you at the Giants game? No, but I was uh, I was watching Ducktales in my house Ooh. Ooh, after nice. school, and my uh, and, and we saw we, the whole thing. It was terrifying. And you were like, life is like a hurricane <laughs> yeah. here here in Duckburg. <laughs> yeah, race cars, crazy. lasers, earthquakes. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. That was uh, you you heard it for a minute and a half before anything really? started shaking, and it, sound, it to this day is the loudest thing I've ever heard. Really, I didn't know that. I didn't earthquakes were that. Give us a rundown of the nineteen eighty nine earthquake. Okay, I'm sitting there watching Ducktales. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, and I, I am nine years old. Woo! And we, my sister comes in the room because we both hear what sounds like a jet engine directly underneath the house. Wow! And I, we lived in downtown San Francisco, and uh, we're sitting there for like a minute and a half, staring at each other, like, "What is that?" You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I'm nine, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like I can figure this out. And she, my sister, is fourteen. And we just can't figure it out. And then it starts, the room starts shaking. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys have ever, we, I don't know if you've grown up in California or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in one child, really tiny earthquake. If you, go to, if you go to public school in California, uh, earthquake awareness is like right at yeah, the top. That's it's like, the it's like recycling and earthquakes. Yeah. We like have that two. in Iowa for tornadoes. Yeah, I bet you do. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, I'm sorry. You grew up in Iowa. So, uh, <laughs> It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. We uh, so w- when it started shaking, we were like, "This is it! Like this is what our training yeah. has been for." You know. So I went and got under a table. She got under a doorway, and I just immediately started crying because, like, it was insane. Like, you guys have a chandelier in this podcast yeah. room, which is very fancy, and uh, <laughs> it was literally shaking. Like the the light parts were hitting the ceiling. Like it was what swinging back and forth like wow. that. We had a huge bookcase fly over, like if all those Jeez. books fell on the ground, and uh, it was absolutely terrifying. And that was the one where the the freeway structure, the cypress structure, yeah, collapsed, collapsed on, on itself. itself. And Shit. yeah, but so, was there a lot of damage to just uh, buildings downtown, or was it mostly mostly like in the, the marina district? Oh, okay, by the water, yeah. that was where the worst of it was. How many deaths? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, there weren't that many considering the size of it deaths. were there I don't think there were many deaths and what, what were you guys well, people in don't like know. a this high is a science thing. Your... here you go it was a 7 point I think it was a 7.3 might have been a 7.8 you can look it up you have computers but it was the duration that was so oh, okay. scary it's that's what makes an earthquake dangerous it's not necessarily it's Richter scale it's it's uh, duration because most earthquakes 
you know, you can have an 8.0, but if it if it only lasted four seconds, it's not going to do, do much. much yeah. It's when an earthquake lasts 10 seconds or more. That's when sh- shit gets, like, really interesting. 7.1. 7.1. And you felt it for minute or heard it for minutes before we heard it, it started it felt like It felt like an eternity. I don't know how long we actually heard it for. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, I've, I've only felt one ever when I was in Portland. 63 people one. died. 63. Yeah, probably mostly in that. Uh, in the collapse of the, of yeah, the highway. Yeah, the freeway. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like another you know, thirty-seven hundred injured. And yeah. then there was wow. that one car that drove into the hole. That that famous uh, really, I think yeah, the I think car it... that just kept on driving after it uh, had yeah. collapsed. Damn, I've never YouTubed. There's video of it. I don't know. Oh yeah, it was a pretty famous well, video. Did, weren't they? Yeah. Is, I've never YouTube that earthquake. Wasn't it during a Giants? It was World during Series? the World yeah. Series yeah. game. Yeah, it cracked the Giants and then it cracked a candlestick. That's fucking crazy. Like concrete was falling off the top of. Candlestick Damn, Park. I want to wow. pretend like we don't know what causes earthquakes on this podcast. Like, we'll just never know <laughs> we'll how, how they yeah. work. We just don't yeah. get it. Well, it's obviously... It's because God hates the gays. Oh, yeah. okay. That's why that one happened. San Francisco. Yep. Yeah. If you're a seismologist, write into the show. We've been having actually a fair number of actual scientists who listen to this show write in, Julie. It's kind of surprising, and uh-huh. they'll, they'll correct us. So if we just act like we're stupid... Well, it's not much acting, Will they call but... it now? <laughs> What's that? Will they call it now? No, they'll oh, no, just email us once it's up. Okay, yeah. And then tell us... Um, like, actually, last week, we had someone write in when we were making fun of uh, Matt for saying he studied maths as the Brits say maths instead of math uh-huh. and he's like well it's mathematics so it should, you know the plural should extend when it gets abbreviated and um, somebody wrote in uh, I don't have his email up right now but he was saying that actually mathematics is not plural it's just a word that ends in s it's a Greek word that just ends in s in the same way that um, something else I can't think of right now what so he was a beautiful saying, argument it's it's the so the plural should extend even when it's abbreviated but versus it isn't it isn't a plural to begin it's with not a plural. and what he was saying was interestingly that the British and I'm paraphrasing without the email in front of me but that um, they also used to call it math basically they just added the s to be better than Americans sure. and he's this guy who wrote in is writing a, a paper or a book about the anti-Americanization of British English. Like, they, they, they hate us so much that they've been altering words of theirs to be better than I, us. I'm I paraphrasing, just, but it was an interesting theory. The, I can't this is a British guy. book becomes a movie. This is a British guy who wrote in, too. So he's a self-hating Brit um, who was saying that actually math singular is correct. So right. You know what I, I, I like about the, the whole British thing? Like, you grow up as a kid and you're like, they're better than they're us. Better they're than just us. better yeah. than us. Yeah. You know, they, mm-hmm. they dress better, they're smarter, they sound right. cooler, all that. Wait, right? wait. You, well, you think that about them? We think that about oh, that. not me. Not in Iowa. Not in Iowa. Yeah, not, oh, not, well, no, not in Iowa. You, yeah. you grew up in a state that like loves itself. And yeah, very, very much. And so, I grew yeah. up in, you know, a liberal. Yeah, yeah. You know. No, in Iowa, everyone else is terrible right. besides America. Right. right. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. That's such a weird, like, difference. Yeah, I told my parents I was going to go to Europe, and, like, their response is, there's so much to see here. Ah, <laughs> How would you go to hilarious. Europe? That is what? a really great answer. Why yeah. go to Europe when you can go to Epcot Center? <laughs> yeah. Disney World has every country right There's just so much here. You haven't even seen french fries here yeah exactly so uh but no what i love is getting old enough to realize and and especially with the internet and all that because we didn't we are you know i think america uh, up until the internet yeah really only got the best of britain like we only got like the british invasion oh i see the the aristocratic thing and we get all that but then the internet came out and we got it we got exposed to like all of britain and their white trash is way worse oh, than our white the, trash. The worst. Like, yeah. at, they are the worst people. 
So I don't feel bad anymore. I, I actually... You heard that. You heard I don't know, white, that, white trash I don't know that I'm Britain. even more proud of America. I'm just less enchanted by Britain. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not enchanted They're not magical people. I mean, no, they've produced not. some great things and no. incredible music. And uh, yeah, On the flip I respect side, them, but... I, a country that went the other way for me. The more we learn about them, the more impressive they are. Uh-huh. Denmark. Really? Yeah, Why well, Denmark? Well, well, also, you don't countries. really know a ton about Denmark, and then with the internet, the more you learn, you're like, oh, well, this is pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what have you learned about Denmark? As those are my people. I'm, well, uh, they're, for the first thing, and this is crazy, this is going to sound crazy, uh-huh. they're immortal. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Highlander goes Yeah, down? I didn't read the whole article, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure. So how does, does that, am I a quarter immortal then, if, uh, if my just, grandmother's yeah, oh, no, from once Denmark? Been, once you get a drop of... I'm of, just immortal, okay. Yeah, it's it's oh. over. No, 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 but every time you hear, like, it's like, no one gets sick, but when they do, they're fixed before they leave the house, and like, right, you right. know, you always hear all this, their, their prison system, like, people come out of their prison system better than they With went PhDs in, and all, yeah, they're all fixed, and like, <laughs> it's crazy, and, and there's no <laughs> recidivism rate, you know, like... Our Once you're out of prison, you're actually fixed. Yeah. yeah, and theirs is like eight. Wow. Yeah. Is it because it's that awful in there or that good? No, no, in no. There? And they they fix like, them, you know, they like everybody gets an iPad. Like as soon as you get in there, they teach <laughs> right. you skills. And and they well, what they do is they address your individual problem. Yeah. Why yeah. are you this criminal? Why are you here? And they give you counseling and they like figure you out what your problem is, and then they give you a skill, and then they let you it's, out. It's the government as the nurturing parent, not the disciplinarian, that we right. have the model of. Right. Yeah. Well, the sad thing is that we're going to have to face this as America is that there are countries that have made socialism work. They've yeah. made it work very, very well. I know. And we want to talk about it as this horrible thing. And, it, yeah. and, and we, would, we would fuck it up. America right. would fuck it oh, up. Yeah. But, you, but you should at least be allowed that. to have the discussion right. without that buzzword yeah. suddenly making everyone's, yeah. everyone cover their ears. Well, yeah. the problem, and I know this is a science show, but, you know, I think it, we it can becomes edit. whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the American uh, ethos of like, uh, individualism and pulling yourself up and making your own thing and all that yeah. and being an indi- and 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 getting as much as you can and is ingrained literally in the like from day one when we started showing up here that like hearty mentality of like I work hard I get a reward yeah like, yeah pro- mm-hmm. you know uh, it's a merit based thing and even though that's become a myth mm-hmm. that ideal is never leaving our country no because it was. Like it grained yeah. at, at on the first day, and it's not going anywhere. I'm so I was raised. And so, that's a problem. And I agree with Augie. Like it's like you know maybe this ain't the best system, but it's oh, not yeah, no. changing. Yeah. So you might as well. I was raised so embrace uh, it, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> works works for stand up. Yeah, uh, it's true. I was raised so pro America that anytime, even t- at today, as a 25 year old, if someone's because like, you look like a hippie. Well, hold on. So no, no, but th- like anytime it, I read a fact in America isn't number one, like what? We don't live the longest. What? Like I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's, We're that's, like 80th. That's yeah. liberal life expectancy. Yeah. True. We're not the best literacy. Oh, yeah. what? That's all I do. Just. We're not the only thing we're number one in is like uh, military jail population. Dude, we're like last in infant mortality. We're like last in it. We 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 suck the worst at industrialized nations. I have no, yeah, wow. no. And every time I'm learning that, I'm just like, no, we're not number us. one. I'm pretty right. sure. <laughs> you, know, well, you know what? We're the best at creating Huey Lewis in the news. And that's all I care about. Who else yeah, could yeah. have created Huey? By the way, it was great last night when he saluted all you working class people out there and then played working for a living. I'm like, you know who you're talking to? You're at the Greek Theater in Los Angeles. Yeah. And how who much were the tickets? Actually, they weren't that bad. Like okay. 35. But, um, okay. That's a working man's ticket price. Bucks? Getting That's 35. Those how were the cheapest seats. It was sold out. It was Joe Cocker and Huey Lewis. Oh, My favorite yeah. quote from Huey Lewis, and I'm paraphrasing, but I know that this is what he said. He said, 
it takes us longer to play our songs than it took me to write them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that ah, that, that's beautiful. Isn't that great? U-S-A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I call us did, did U-S-A. U-S-A. Oh. <laughs> did he play any of the new stuff? <laughs> Yeah, what the they news do? Stuff. Do something I'm working on. I yeah. saw Jack White for ten bucks on Friday. He's the fucking wow. best. He's nice. the best. What was that show? I saw it was at the Shrine Auditorium, just a USC building, okay. and I got it last second. But dude, Jack White is the is the best. He's that's phenomenal. He's a real I saw American the hero. Stripes in Coney Island, which is not a good place to see a band. And really? they were amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. like he's like James Brown now. He sh- he'll like tell who to play and when and how yeah. fast, and then he just jams. <laughs> He's yeah. so good. Did he do two sets? One with the girl band, one with the boy no, band. No, like he, he did. He did two nights. One night, dude band. Next night, girl band. That's that's a cool. Co- I love that he just makes makes these arbitrary rules for He's himself like that. Best. And does did you know that? Like he recorded half of his last album with an all woman. Well, I don't band think of session players. Yeah, yeah. he's giving man. himself limitations. Yeah. Like, a, like a poet that right like sonnets. Of, well, yeah. I, yeah. I watched this documentary called Under the Great White Northern Lights. Is when they go through Canada, and he explains how he likes to set his instruments up to where they're not uh, tuned. No. Well, they're not really tuned that well, and they're also hard to get to for him and during the song. So he, he's like, I like making it fucking challenging to like, I'm at this keyboard, and then I need to hit that guitar, but it's all the way on the other side of the stage. Yeah. And he plays shitty J.C. Penny guitars because it's harder. Oh, my God. God. He's, right? he's wow. so cool. God damn it. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. I, we gotta I actually I got to hang out. I, I have to tell the story. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I used to do a warm-up for the Colbert Report. Oh, wow. I did it for a year and a half. Probably one of the best jobs. Definitely That's the best awesome. job I ever had. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Because it wasn't like you had to be a warm-up guy. You just, I just went out and did crowd work. Yeah. Like I didn't have to like cheer them up or make them crazy or anything yeah. like that. I just yeah. would go talk to them. And um, it was just the best gig. And uh, I would hang out in the producer's office before I had to go down there. And one time uh, – would, and they don't have much room for talent. you know. Yeah. So they, Jack White had to hang out in that room when he was there. And so we're just hanging out in the room together. And uh, I'm like, how am I going <laughs> to – it was like – I wouldn't know what to say. To it him. was like being in high school again when you're when you're that socially nervous. Yeah. Like you're like I don't even know how to talk right now. You know. Yeah. So I, he made he made a crack about something and then I just jumped on it. I don't remember what it was, but I made a joke and then we started riffing on this thing nice. and I was like freaking out. I was having so much fun. He was so cool and I wanted when he left without being like, hey, what's your name or like you know whatever. Yeah. It was the most devastating thing. I didn't realize how much my heart was like swelling with like I'm going to be friends with Jack White, uh, and then it just like it didn't matter to him at all. But it was like it really. Uh, but isn't that almost more complimentary that he didn't because it was so such a real conversation? No, he didn't have, you no? want okay. him to ask your name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want Jack White because in your but mind, even then I couldn't I couldn't ask for a picture. I can't ask people for pictures. I don't yeah, know what it is. But I can't I never ask people for pictures. It puts I, you on a, it puts I've you on a level a below them. I made a yeah, list. It's, it's three people long of people that if I actually am in a room with them I have to ask them to get a picture and they're impossible Bes- people besides David besides Bowie, Huey Lewis David, David Bowie, Bowie is there yeah Morrissey sure okay. and uh I forget the third one oh you, oh you know what I should you do? really love Mike him. Didka Oh, Mike Didka. <laughs> oh man, my brother was on a flight with Mike Didka, and he. I just kept getting uh, texts where it was clear he was just walking past Didka and taking photos. Uh-huh. And then, and then uh, I got, and then I got another text from him when they're off the plane, and he's. You can clearly see my brother is behind a pole taking a picture That's of great. Mike Didka. He's just. Tailing him. Taking By the way, if those three guys were in an elevator together, Mike Ditko would eat those men with his bare <laughs> hands. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he would have nothing to do with those two guys. If he stuck just, in there for half an hour, they'd open, the jaws of life would open up the door. His mustache just covered, yeah, just covered bloody, in Bowie guts, bloody with with effeminate men. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, we got to get into this. Okay, we do. Okay. This has been half an hour. No science I stories. Tell you one quick story. Half hour in? Like talking about taking the picture. I always yeah. feel weird about that. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Sunday. I was at an orgy with Elizabeth Perkins. And you think at that point, you know, you're pretty close to Yeah, the yeah, 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 sure. Did I could, say orgy? Couldn't go through with yeah, it. Yeah, you said orgy. Breakfast. <laughs> it was a breakfast. She was at the next Jesus. table. I was like, Augie, and what thought, the fuck it, are you telling me? It was an orgy of eggs. Uh, that's nice. great. Okay, we got to get to our first okay, side story. This it. is setting a record for, for procrastination here. Uh, there's a new, quote-unquote, green cremation machine that just opened in Minnesota. A Scottish company has installed its second resummation machine in the U.S. state of Minnesota, reports the BBC uh, science site. Um, and the, basically the way this works is by uh, dissolving the deceased in an alkaline solution. It's billed as the first green cremation or flameless cremation. And um, let's see, they're developed, they developed the process to a stage where it's running very well and they're happy with where it is. Um, <laughs> the process takes around three hours. Oh, they put out a press release that said, we like what we like. Yeah. We're making a thing that <laughs> there, you melts know, you. Once in a while, there's still an eye and a tooth. Yeah. But well, here's yeah. what happens. Interest, where it is. Interesting what happens. Uh, they heat the remains to about 300 degrees Celsius in this pressurized vessel containing this potassium hydroxide solution. It takes three hours. It reduces the body to skeletal remains, which are then processed into a fine white powder that can be given to the family, like ash from a crematorium. And um, the makers claim it produces a third less greenhouse gas than cremation, uses a seventh of the energy, <laughs> and it allows the complete separation of dental amalgam for safe disposal. Because evidently, the mercury from people's teeth getting vaporized in yeah. crematoria is blamed for some amount of airborne mercury er emissions wow. worldwide. Yeah, which I wouldn't have thought is any kind of significant... Um, but the best thing about this is at the end, they talk about how excited these families are about having their loved ones put into this thing, which is like a little, first of all, the place where it's installed in, in, um, what's it called? It's in Minnesota. It's called the Bradshaw celebration of life center mm -hmm. in Stillwater, Minnesota, which is a yeah, great that's not, that's not euphemistic name for a place. Um, let's see. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. there was strong interest in the UK and Europe for this also, but for right now, um, they need to pass different legislation, I guess, to get this we legalized. We just got to go back to doing it like Jedi. <laughs> just melt away. Pile of wood. No, pile of wood. You burn them. Perfect. I thought the Jedi... The Vikings like when, would just push them out into the, into the ocean. But Who then that? the mercury Vikings, from your teeth yeah. is just going to go out yeah. in the... Right. Scandinavians. Right. They got you the know, more cool, they gotta more cool stuff. The coolest ones. They're yeah. the coolest people. I think uh, uh, the, the problem... Uh, here is uh, well. First of all, who cares? Who cares? But you know. Uh, second of all, you don't you don't care about having less of a carbon footprint on the earth when you die, burning burning your melting yourself why, instead you know of burning the, yourself. If you just threw people in holes, like why do you gotta no coffin, no nothing, just bury them in the dirt? Well, because then, then you, they they truly that is the greenest. It is, but then no one's gonna be you're eating up that real estate forever because no one's gonna be okay with building until we get taken over by another culture who then desecrate our we, uh, burial right. grounds and build their shopping malls on them we did uh, a, a compost heap we is had it illegal one. to bury a person in the dirt with no oh, yeah. casket it is oh yeah it's yeah there's it's, lots it's of weird even rules illegal about... to get rid of the ashes like every movie you've ever seen where they throw the guy's ashes yeah it's been illegal every time they've done it you got to wow. get a special permit for huh? it we know what great what happened to graham parsons friends when they tried to help him out oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they tried to well. burn him in the casket which is out like, and out in, out the, in the desert, desert. <laughs> yeah uh but actually, this is great. So uh, when this f funeral home operator used the uh, resumator on, on the first real human remains, he, he described the process as surreal. He says families have reacted well to the technology. They're very positive about the process. One family actually came into the resumation room because they wanted to kiss the father goodbye. The daughter closed the door and started the process. They were absolutely delighted to be able to give their father an exit 
which they were convinced would have ab- he would have absolutely loved being very em- environmentally attuned. So I, I don't know how, what family this is that's so pumped about yeah. melting their dad. But uh, yeah. They well, that's like cool. It. Are they able to make like water bottles out of you or something like that? Like, I feel like <laughs> just make analogy. Yeah, yeah, just like a. Can they recycle yeah. people yet? Make sandals. Make yeah. sandals. I would drink out of a water bottle that mm-hmm. was made of a human person. <laughs> you would? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I yeah, would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're making the New York Times out of this now, right? Is what <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's new. And the whole thing is powered by a guy on a stationary bike. Oh. <laughs> Wonderful. That is good. Uh, all right. So that's cool. We're, uh, well, all the pollution we're putting out, we're worried about whatever comes off of crematoriums. Yeah, no, I'm that with, seems no, very such a minor, it's very insignificant. Such a minor um, amount. All right, we'll move on. Next story. It's Shark Week. You guys excited about Shark mm-hmm. Week? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really give a fuck. Yeah, uh, every week is Shark Week in my <laughs> house. There's been uh, uh, there's totally been a couple of attacks recently. Has there? You don't know about this? I don't There's watch There's been two I've great white attacks in the last... The guy in Australia we've, got bit in half. Oh, like I a only... Month ago. Yeah, yeah, we've I heard had about more, that. Uh, more oh, deaths that, I didn't even in hear about that one. this year from sharks than we have in like 10 years. Uh, not Well, this is about... This story is about how um, they want to list great white sharks as endangered uh, for the United States coasts. Uh, it's saying that northeastern Pacific Ocean population of great white sharks is uh, genetically distinct and in danger of extinction, according to the petition. Researchers have estimated that there are only 340 left in the group uh, that are mature. So there's only 340 Pacific great white sharks. So, so only wanna... 340 to go. Right. That's how Countdown. I feel. <laughs> Countdown. Start it up. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there could be fewer than 100 female breeding breeding females left uh, at this time so they're saying those are low numbers there's no reason they shouldn't be put on the endangered list yeah uh, and it, it doesn't help that Robert Scheider is getting old. Yeah. You know, it's no. not, he, he can't take him out like he used to. I like how in every shark, during Shark Week, it's just mostly people walking into the ocean with missing limbs going, uh, I'm not going to let this ruin my life. Yeah. Like, well, you should have don't. You know, there's sharks now. Right. Uh, it's all stupid. Yeah. Well, no, the, the attack I heard about. And first of all, Augie was just telling me that Robert Roy, Scheider's dead. And it's so Roy, uh, Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider, Roy Scheider sorry. And he oh, no, I was talking about a guy named... He's Robert, a guy. Robert Shaw. You were combining the two, right? Yeah, is Robert Shaw is what yeah. you were thinking. Roy Scheider. Okay. So uh, he's dead. But um, mm-hmm. this guy... Dreyfus yeah. is Dreyfus alive. can help us out, though. He could. Yeah. He could. He's a little neurotic. <laughs> he. This guy was with his 16-year-old son and uh, off the coast of Florida, I want to say. Florida? No, northeast. it was the northeast. It was the northeast. Okay. No, there's a lot of sharks in the, in the Gulf, the Gulf side of Florida, yeah. I guess. I'm thinking of Great Whites. He was in Ohio. He was a Great White. He got, bit on the, he, is, he got bit in the foot by a 16-foot Great White. Ugh. Didn't Ooh. even lose his foot. Yeah. The shark literally tasted him that fast and was like, gross, no and he like thanks. swam away. Wow. But the guy watched it come up, and he was like, <laughs> he was like no, I can't. No. What am I Horrifying. No. Horrifying. Right? Horrifying. Horrifying. And the only way they could, they, they could prove it was because of the, the bite marks. The they size could tell. of the bite, yeah. they could tell. Damn. Yeah. Now, you know what? That's pretty awesome. 60, I would love... 67 stitches, which is like nothing. No, yeah, it is really. Yeah. So the guy got bit in half in Australia? I believe that happened a month ago. There was, I mean, Australia is this the is kayak guy or a different guy? I don't know. I think he was boogie well, boarding or something. There's something we need to remember here. Is he uh, okay? When, anybody remember uh, September 11th, that thing we're not so, supposed to ever forget? Which, that which, week, which year? the cover of Time magazine had a shark on it. And really? It was summer of the shark. And it was, uh, we were supposed to be afraid of the shark that entire summer because there had been like... Three attacks 
which yeah. was three more than there usually are. Yeah. Wow. And so then, the, and so it was this hysteria over sharks. Oh, and then we were attacked, and the whole world blew up. And then we didn't care. So anymore. it's just whatever the. Mo- so the re- we're talking about this again. So what you're I'm saying 11 is that we're about things- to be attacked by Muslims. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going the direction of just like things are pretty good right now. If that's yeah. the worst. Well, that's. I think that would be the other point. But, you could, yeah. You could. Glean but from it. it's or, been too good for too long. Maybe. Or nine yeah. eleven was a diversion, so the sharks could keep it up. <laughs> you know. Was that? It was that much of a This is a conspiracy, conspiracy theory, theory I can give you. Yeah. I want to see how this one starts. Yeah, yeah that's, really loose change. I just, I just looked up how many uh, shark attacks happened on the Pacific Ocean last year in the United States. Seven uh, shark attacks last year. Five in California, two in Oregon. How many deaths? That's not very that's many. That's what nothing. Uh, By the way, a lot of shark attacks go unreported because the victim is so ashamed. <laughs> right. There's right. a stigma attached sure. to it, yeah. It doesn't say how many deaths. I don't know. A lot of times, yeah. like people in the water, they're wearing pretty skimpy clothes. Right. Yeah. yeah. They just know if it comes down to it, their their character is going to get dragged through the mud. It's One like, of my first jokes ever was about the the girl that had her arm taken off and went back oh, surfing. Beth- Bethany, what's her name? Let's hear it. Oh, you talk about you talk about Soul Surfer. Talk about Soul Surfer. Soul Surfer. Yeah. It was just favorite movie. It was just I. It was a whole. It was part of a shark chunk. Pun pun intended. Uh, you don't know. Uh, You're doing uh, puns. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. There was. Well, there was an old story of a guy that uh, an uncle who watched his son getting uh, attacked by a shark. It wasn't Ooh. a great white, but it was a bit. It was a bull shark. Yeah, which yeah. This was a guy. Arguably his scarier. Nephew was being attacked. Yeah, and he and he ran in and beat and he the shark off. The fucking <laughs> he shark. fought the shark. <laughs> yeah, and I did. I had a big. My uncle's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. That guy fucking beat up my, a shark. My uncle's a commercial roofer who hasn't finished a roof in twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is beating off sharks. <laughs> So uh, I, I forget the joke I had, but and then it led into the Soul Surfer girl who I was like, you know, and she's she's back in the water swimming in circles like a champ. You know, that was I like, like that. the yeah. But that was you know, I was just no, starting a new out. Joke. I was starting out. I, I don't really know much about that story. I do remember when it, when it first happened that I heard an interview with one of the parents who was Dennis at Quaid. least happy. <laughs> Because she played guitar, he was at least happy ah. that, that it got whichever arm it was oh, because oh, he doesn't understand how guitar works. Oh, she was wow. a surfer. He was like, at least it wasn't her guitar. I'm like, which one's not your guitar? Ah. What does that mean? That's hilarious. Up in, uh, up in Por- at Bridgetown, I watched Shark Night 3D with Sean O'Connor in his hotel room and just... Laughed hysterically. It was so it's great. so avoidable. They're on a lake, right? Like yeah. don't no, get. They're, they're in no, a lake. but they were. They were the sharks were planted there. Yeah, the, the sharks were planted there. there. But still, uh, and I just I like the fact that like sure the sharks in the lake, but wave runners fucking <laughs> rock. I can't. <laughs> what are we supposed yeah, to do? It. Not get on the wave runners? I loved yeah. that movie. <laughs> There's like an 86 percent chance I'm going to get attacked by a shark. But a hundred percent chance of fun. <laughs> 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 I'll take those odds. <laughs> Gas it up. We're going in. All yeah. right. All right. Our next story has nothing at all to do with sharks, um, but it does have to do with lady parts. Mm-hmm. Um, Julian, we talked about this a little before we started the show, but you're a fan of, of the Golden Ratio. The Golden Ratio in nature is fascinating to me. Can you, yeah. can, I, I don't know what that is. Well, I can explain it, or do you want to explain it? I, I'd let you. I haven't okay. talked about it in so long. I think uh, the Golden Ratio it. is a ratio found in a lot of, in a lot of naturally occurring phenomena, um, and it's found in ratios on your own face, like the, the ratio of uh, on your hand, the... the the longest of the phalanges is uh, 1.6 times the length of the next one. The one after that, th- that's 1.6 times the one after. That. It's a ratio that um, I don't. I have another one at the end. Then shouldn't I, I have another? Shouldn't these go on for infinity? They should go for infinity. So become a fractal. Smaller. It's basically it's it's a ratio. Um, Excellent question, Brooks. Thanks. If if two <laughs> numbers have this Science ratio, based. 
then um, the ratio of the, of the of the sum of those to the bigger of the one is the same as the ratio of the bigger of the one to the smaller of the one, and it comes out to be it's one point six one eight. And you see it like whenever you see a, a rectangle that has the golden ratio, where the the length is one point six times the width, that's the most pleasing rectangle of the human eye. Um, they're all. I mean, you can look it up on Wikipedia. And there's it's tons amazing. of things. It's yeah, amazing. Um, like the ratio of let's see what else does it point to? The knuckles. Um, of all the smiles in the world, and they've done studies to show this, they maintain that the most beautiful have their central incisors are 1.618 t- times uh, the width of the lateral incisors, which are 1.618 times the width of the canines, and so on. So all these descending ratios that, that show this, but they're usually on the outside of the human body or on plants or things like that. Um, but this yeah, scientist... It's in the animal kingdom. It's, every, it's everywhere. This ratio is yeah. everywhere, yeah. The Greeks discovered it, I believe. Um, and it has. It's, it's also actually, if you if you do the uh, Fibonacci sequence to infinity, it, it asymptotically, um, each successive number in the Fibonacci sequence, which is just when you add up the previous two numbers of any, like, the Fibonacci sequence is one and one, uh, and, wait, so you add up the last two, and two, and three, five, eight, 13, and so on. If you add the last two numbers, uh-huh. that's the Fibonacci sequence. The, the ratio of two successive numbers in that approaches... 1.618 as it goes to infinity. So that also becomes the golden ratio. It's everywhere. It's nuts. Um, but a scientist recently found out that women's uteruses, uteri, uteri, uteri also exhibit uteruses. It might uteruses. be uteruses, which sounds like a Greek philosopher. <laughs> you remember uteruses? I call them. I call them inside pussies. <laughs> inside, as opposed to. <laughs> no, no, that's what they're scientifically, oh. you know, the inside part of a pussy. <laughs> yeah, but, that'd be a great podcast. Yeah. Inside, inside pussy. Well, the pussy. Greeks also discovered that uh, butt sex feels 1.168 times better than oh, uh, any other kind of sex. Oh, you that's crazy. science fact. Yeah. Um, but no, interestingly, not only is, uh, is that a commonly found ratio in the length to the width of the uterus, but actually women at birth, the ratio of the length to the width of their uterus is about two. And then it steadily decreases throughout their life to become about 1.46 when you're in old age. But when you're at your most fertile, it's almost exactly 1.6. So when wow, your uterus man. hits the golden ratio, that's when you're the most fertile. How do you measure this? Because I, I'd um, like to have scientist, children soon. And I want to measure my, my fiance's uh, uterine This ratio. was a study done by a Dr. Vergutz uh-huh. uh, from Belgium, from the University Hospital I'm Leuven hoping the answer Belgium. to measuring this is just straight up sex. <laughs> Jasper he feels Vergutz. around. I just got to feel around for a second. <laughs> Jasper Vergut's getting up in her guts uh, to find out that uh, the uterus, um, let's see, he he measured the uteruses, this is how they're spelling it in the Guardian UK, of 5,000 women using ultrasound, and he drew up a table of the average ratio of the uterus's length to its width for different age bands. So yeah, right at your prime So I need fertility. an ultrasound machine? Ultrasound machine. I have an ultrasound maybe. machine at my work. Bring your fiance in. Okay. We'll, we'll right. get it done. I do. We have to ultrasound eyeballs. Really? Yeah. Have you ever ultrasounded any, any of your own? I don't things? know. I don't know how to do it really. We have the surgeons do it, and then I just watch what room them, is you know. it in? It's in a lab. <laughs> yeah, it's are there a lab. lot of people in there? Just me, usually. So just you. So I can bring my fiance in, and yeah. we, we can do her uterus together. You've Absolutely. never ultrasounded your junk? No, I don't really like doing it because we. It what if touches, there's a baby in there? It touches yeah. eyes. Like yeah. I don't know. Dead I associate eyes. it with eyes. So yeah, that would. Be it really gross. gets up on the eyeball. It's not like you do it <laughs> right. without touching it. So I'm like, you know, let's yeah. just keep this I one away. I can't rub this and on also, my ball sack. It's don't... put on somebody's eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that's my thing, that's been... my move. You don't know yeah. what they've been looking at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, 
All right. Uh, we'll go That's on to about the- it for that. But yeah, look it up, Augie. You might be interested to find out some. For more information on the Golden Ratio, consult your local I library. I love the Golden Ratio. It's pretty awesome. I should have had more uh, examples at the ready, but oh, it's in cool. your face. I think I like the like ratio hey, of your eyes. I feel like Dan to- Brown got into the Golden Ratio Probably. in uh, Da Vinci Code. I I'm sure like he did. There was some of there. Lot of, that oh, yeah. I think Da Vinci was way into Because he would pull from any you yeah, know, bullshit thing to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is a. Uh, is it, and that uh, way you Jesus. go, I'm reading and I'm learning. Yeah. Or if you've ever seen, I think the kind of shit I call is it. this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think there are Da Vinci drawings of like Nautilus shells showing that if you, you know, have draw a rectangle around it, then you keep cutting. Also, if you have a golden ratio rectangle and then you cut off a square of it, the remaining part is also a golden ratio rectangle. You can cut off the square of that. The remaining part. It's so crazy. it's like fractals. It There's can go- so much information. You guys are giving me a golden shot. Oh, <laughs> hey. we're peeing on you. All right. We'll do. Uh, have you guys seen? I did you did you, you guys go do the best week ever thing? You're on that, right? Yeah, Already. Yeah, I was, I well, I just had stuff. to go do audition for it, and I'm oh, just okay. pulling all of the shit that they gave me, and I'm re- regurgitating it. So I don't know if you guys were. In the you actually it. had to read for that. Yeah, you had to go in and do bullshit. Did you have to do that to get on it first? Or are you no. just a New York dude? No, they, they're um, just New York. Yeah, because they were like. Literally, they're like, we're, we're going to take maybe like two L.A. people, mostly New York, but we'll come out. I was like, well, what wow. the fuck? I'm definitely not getting this. Yeah. Uh, all right. But here's some pictures of the of Mars that uh, the rover Curiosity has sent back. Well, you guys, uh, we can post Stunning. some of these online or just look them up. They're fucking everywhere. Oh, uh, that's Curiosity right there? Yeah, that's Curiosity. And then that's Mars. I mean, this is some pretty cool shit. I mean, like that you can see the gravel detail and stuff that's like really that. That's cool. Whoa. Uh, so, yeah. This so is really great like for Prometheus. our listeners no, this at home. Is, no, I know. But the, my question is, what do you guys think about these pictures? I don't know. I, like I hadn't them. seen all these. I saw the one that they made the panoramic thing. You can kind of scroll around. Yeah. That was phenomenal. But this looks, this is more detail than I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, look them up. They're really, they're really good. I mean, this we always say we'll post for things the listeners like at home. Uh, there's a bunch of pictures of Utah that were. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. It looks like it's everywhere. My thing, like my thing was if they, if NASA wants more money, Photoshop a squirrel in to one of these pictures and be like, "What the? F- <laughs> look at that! We gotta get up there. Just we gotta squirrel. get there." <laughs> There's a squirrel. It's like an ice cream wrapper. Yeah, like, one what? ice cream wrapper. Yeah, that just something that way. Scary. Like the whole world is like, we'll give NASA money again if there's stuff up there. Uh, but if they've discovered candy bars. Yeah, just some vague. Yeah. Just give us a vague something. Did they eat frozen Snickers? What? <laughs> That's weird. Well, I haven't seen this picture of the sun, though, because I didn't realize how covered, hazy. Have you guys covered life on other Wait, planets on this show? Uh, yeah, a lot, actually, because a lot there's a, there's a shit ton of uh, stories out there about finding Earth-like planets. Okay. Like, this planet is in the appropriate space. Well, you the Cinderella depressing. zone. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The Goldilocks zone. Goldilocks oh, yeah. zone, which is the zone where uh, a planet is that it could possibly... Um, not too hot, not too cold. Temperature, the atmosphere. Like, life could have... Life Why could be would there. they call that the... Oh, the it's Goldilocks just zone. Right, because it's just right. Because it's, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because it's 1.16. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, the... Gigawatts. The, the, the thing that's depressing about space and about the whole life on other planets thing to me is always has always been it doesn't matter because like the closest thing is so far yeah oh, it's, it's impossibly far we're never gonna who cares there's probably tons of earths out there but well there's so a far, the distances there's a hundred impossible that's for why us to dude was them. like the only you know that was cool dude was like he they were saying you can't possibly go those distances so he, yeah. they would fold the distance in half and that was a wormhole well that is going the distance then there's a hundred so what billion- if we figure out that a way to do that Hundred billion stars. So if Earth is one in a billion, billions and billions. Cornell, Carl Sagan. There, I thought there was huh? Carl Sagan. There we go. Yeah. There's an well, I think that there's like a pro, like approximately a hundred billion. I read that somewhere. 
It's a good enough number. That's it's enough that there's we know we can't. There's exactly one hundred billion. Size, God, God stopped no, at a hundred billion. There's, the size not, there's of not an universe, infinite like, number of. Stars. If, of course, there's forever expanding. Of if my, uh, well, if my, the universe my, is oh, infinite, hold on a second. Is, oh, we have the one thing at a time. How is there a a an amount of stars when the universe is infinite? The universe isn't infinite. It's not. The universe started with a fixed number of matter, a fixed amount of matter, and it exploded, and it's been expanding. But the amount of matter is finite. Yeah, there's a finite number of stars. We don't know the exact number, but that's not infinite. Yeah, but the universe, the universe well, is infinite because it's expanding. Right. We can't the, get to the edge the, of it or anything, no. but it is. there's a finite amount of mass that exists exactly. in the universe. Yeah. Yes. By the way, you can't talk about this stuff for more than 30 seconds Before without your mind my gets fiance having a panic attack. Oh, she cannot makes... talk about space. Yeah. Really? I don't like it either, Why but she that? can't even get near it. Uh, she's got like some weird fatalistic uh, no, I, panic I get, syndrome that has to do with death and dying and mortality in the universe. I used to get really into death when I was like eight or nine and just get so sad. Like, what happens when you die? Like, and just yeah. sit there and fixate on that. You go to doggy heaven. And then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then I just start drinking beer and everything's Ugh. great. Yeah. But I think sometimes when you're talking about it, like what I'm talking about, I'm not actually thinking about it. If right. I actually conceptualize it, I get this cold feeling in the, my chest. Yeah, that's exactly. And yeah. I can't. And I have to stop. It's the same. But the ocean is a little bit. I like dropped that out to a me. philosophy major. Uh, I was a philosophy major in college, and I dropped out because of that feeling. That I, cold feeling. I was there yeah, for yeah. about a week, and we were talking about like you know, you ask about six whys. You know, like you get well, okay. Why is why are we here? Okay, and then why? And then you have uh, yeah. by the sixth why, my stomach wise. hurts. I have a headache. I'm crying. I'm yeah. like, yeah. I can't deal with this existential yeah. stuff. It's impossible. That's I, I like. So I dropped out. I became an English major. That's the way to do it. The ocean to me used to be that. Like, the ocean might as well be infinite. Oh, the ocean really scary about space. But I think that that's something I've overcome now. And part of why I like being in it is that you sort of give over some part of control. You admit, like, I'm not really in control here. This thing could swallow me up in its crazy infiniteness. I've right graduated now, to the but, shoreline. Like, I, I'm yeah. comfortable on the shoreline, and I understand that the power of the ocean and, yeah. uh, and its rela- ratio to me is and how insignificant I am to the ocean. But open water. Is still something that I have yeah. no interest in being yeah. anywhere near. It's horrifying. I don't even need an animate object to be under deep water. Like if you, if you tell me like, oh, there's, there's a ship, there? there's a ship on the ground <laughs> down there, a giant, you know, Titanic or whatever down yeah. there. That concept, something that large being swallowed by the ocean, That's freaks me out. It makes yeah. my heart. Oh, it's crazy. And the weird thing is, I'm not afraid of death at all. Really? Yeah. Just I'm, ups- I'm upset by the questions of existence, but I don't. I'm not worried about mortality. Because once you go, you're not going to care, and all this time you spend thinking. I about always it, say, "Hey, my September's open anyway." Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was on this plane like the first time I ever was like, "Oh, I might die." Uh, I was on this plane and it was like going crazy, and I realized when I do die, I'll spend it trying to look cool because mm-hmm. like everyone's freaking out, and I was just like, "Nah, it's not whatever." Like, I would argue be... that you didn't believe you were really going to die. I didn't believe I was going to yeah. die. Either. I the one time I did believe I was going to die was surfing. The first time I tried to really? surf and got drug underneath, and then I was like, "I don't fucking." Were you cool? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not, then. Not then. Then I got up. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I moved out here and then immediately bought a surfboard that day and took it out <laughs> to like Huntington Beach Pier, which is big, big fast waves. Yeah. And I ate it so bad and then just got drugged forever. Closest you've been to dying, Andy. I think it's also been surfing related. Yeah, just getting I'm held sure, down yeah. by a wave for long enough. Surfing like, scary. I got to get a breath soon. I don't know which way is up. And yeah. Yeah. Augie, that, closest. No I've, uh, I've actually never been that close to dying. Oh, well, yeah. Cool. I, I've, I've expected it for some time. I keep, uh, I keep <laughs> expecting it to come. I know this is true thing about me. I, I expected to die young. I, I never expected to live this long. Oh, wow. 
And uh, yeah, so I keep waiting for it to come, and it keeps not coming. I'm, like drugs and alcohol, death or you is just bullshit. had this weird. I just thought I just thought I was I would die young for whatever reason. Yeah. I just thought that I would. Huh. Yeah. I feel like it my never closest was on a go kart. Really? Oh, wow. Not a go kart. I'm sorry, a moped. I, I was on a, a steep hill in Tennessee, in the back country, and uh, the moped started going faster than the speedometer would read. So it was like I, I was going about sixty miles an hour on a moped, what? which is not designed to do that. No. Yeah, your wheels start shaking. Oh, every everything was yeah. falling apart. Oof. And I get and at the end of this uh, hill, there it turned left, and uh, uh, it wasn't banked up or anything. <sighs> like it was just a straight left turn, yeah. and I'm going way too fast. Brakes are not even not non-existent. Yeah. So I hit the the corner and I'm like I really I I really it's weird what what your mind does when you're in a situation like that it slows down that's true yeah, like I yeah. don't know if you've been in a situation where everything slows down but it, everything slowed down and I was like okay uh I'm crashing like there's no not crashing so do I want to there was I saw there was tr- a line of trees a a drop off and I knew it was a creek uh and then I was like okay so I'm either going to hit a tree I'm gonna take it down. I'm gonna like slide it and like lose half lose your leg. the skin on my on <laughs> yeah. the side of my body, or I'm flying into that creek. But I don't know what to expect. I don't know if it's like a foot deep or not. And, sure. it's, and creeks are all nothing rocks but rocks. And, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that was like the worst thing. So you know, I, I have to admit, helmet I'm ashamed of this. No helmet. No helmet. No, no helmet. helmet. Not a moped in Tennessee. No. So uh, they actually have laws. I'm yeah. shot on the road. <laughs> yeah. if I was wearing a helmet. Anytime you're going above what the speedometer says, you're probably not wearing a helmet, yeah. right? Exactly, because you're, like, you're like, now nah, let's get crazy. So uh, I end up, and I, I'm not, I'm not proud of this. Uh, even though time slowed down, and I had a choice what to do, you ran into a baby. I no, I but I did do the cowardly thing, which was the non-decision. The decision would have been eat it, dump like it. take, yeah, dump, dump it, the, dump yeah. it, right? That would have been like the brave thing to do. I just decided to like leave it in God's hands, <laughs> and I I just nailed a tree, and uh, by the grace of God or whatever or the universe or the golden ratio, I uh, <laughs> didn't hit my head, but I knocked, I I broke my big toe, I scraped Ooh. all my whole body on the tree instead of the ground, so yeah. I still got what I would have gotten anyway. Jesus, and I was I could barely walk for like a week, but I didn't actually. Uh, I didn't like have any career ending. Uh, you think no, you were going almost sixty when you just left this? By the way, now and... I'm in the middle of nowhere. I had to, I had to like limp back to the road uh, and like oh my God. hitchhike, dude. What bloody you... out of the woods. That's like, uh... the worst. After something traumatic happens, and then you're just there's you're not no, even... There's nobody there. To, there's nobody uh, to help you. Nobody to tell you it's going to be okay. I, uh... I, was, I was 14. <laughs> oh and, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And the best part Oof. is I was uh my, I was listening to Rage Against the Machine like all day every day at the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh and and when. When that happened, I did not feel like Rage Against the Machine inside. I felt like no. like somebody sing me a goddamn lullaby. Like I agreed. am tough. Yeah. This, um, you had no. a mini, Brooks had a mini version of that. It's like the end of summer cut. That was the end of your rage period. Yeah, you absolutely. Had, like, listen to like, some Steely Dan while you're Yeah, I was like, Paul Simon, bring it on. Yeah. Uh, I, when I was like 11, I took a four-wheeler out that my, that my friend was like, you want to drive a four-wheeler around the, his farm? I was like, fuck yeah, I do. And I topped it out but didn't really understand anything. And there was one tree in the middle of the cornfield. It was just like a little out. I guess it was like an outgrouping of trees because why would they keep one? Uh, and I just blasted into that. There was nowhere I could have driven anywhere else. And, <laughs> like it's gone so fine, but like doing like forty straight into oh, this man. tree, and like it dented the front of the four wheeler so bad, like got stuck into the tree. I flew off, and then I had to like fucking break the tree and pull the four wheeler to get it off, and then it's making a terrible noise. Like yeah, and I just like slowly 
put it back to where it was and got off and was like, your turn. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say anything. I was like, yeah. it's your turn. He go, what What the fuck? Dude? Yeah. Like, cause it like, was, I don't fuck. know. I was like, maybe you did. You what gave did you it, do? You gave yeah, it to you me. Do? <laughs> you gave it to me. It was like that. Tell me. And then I limped away. It was, yeah. it was just like that. And I'm fucking limping so bad. I never uh, went, was invited to his house again. I can't even I can't hear these stories anymore because I spend all day at my job. I work on a clip show and I'm just watching clips of people, people getting almost hurt. killing themselves. Yeah, almost and dying. it takes its toll on your soul. Like you, yeah, how, I, how do you know they're not? I'll, I'll, the ones on the show, you can all fine. see you that they're... You know what I always well, say? You know what I've always said about America's Funniest Home Video? This isn't on stage or anything. This is just yeah. like in life whenever it comes on in the room. I'm always like, you know, America's Funniest Home Videos, hosted by Bergeron, yeah. is... Uh, it, it, it is one edit away from being faces of death. Oh, yeah. Like, it's yeah, the same yeah. show. It's, they just yeah. cut it earlier. Yeah. You know? Every backflip yeah. fail is almost a, a quadriplegic yeah. creating moment. Yeah. yeah. Like, every time somebody lands on their head, I'm like, oh, that could have been the end of... And, oh, okay, I guess this guy got up, but, like, he very well could have... It is funny, as you get older, also, watching people get hurt becomes less entertaining. Oh, it's not. Like, because yeah. you're like... It makes your body... Yeah, you know, yeah. What, you know what it is now. You know what There's it There's a consequence. It yeah. yeah. I mean... I wish I had video of me doing... 40 and then just right into one tree like <laughs> oh like turn either door. way bro oh, you would have made it you would have made turn it either the, way yeah no just tent. one kid who doesn't know how to drive a car driving it into the house is yeah. basically what it was yeah. anytime a kid gets behind the wheel and just takes it straight i love it yeah oh yeah we got one of those brand new mustang getting driven through a house i think that's I've seen that. the yep. show yeah. all right we got to do uh let's finish off you got one more? I got I one. It's kind of interesting. I'll, right, go, we'll it's, finish I'll make on it yours. quick uh this is kind of cool they they managed to encode an entire book using DNA. They used that as basically the storage medium instead of just traditional digital storage. Um, and they managed to do a 53,000 word book, including 11 images and a computer program, uh, all encoded in DNA. And the researchers claim that the cost of DNA coding is dropping so quickly that within five to 10 years, it could be cheaper to store information using this than conventional digital devices. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't, you don't understand. understand that I thought you might say that. Are you talking about like the programming language? No, I'm saying literally using ACGT, as in, um, what do those stand for? The four, the four building blocks of, let me look that up real quick. Okay. Um, I believe, so using combinations of ACGT. Using, I believe, two of those to represent zero, two of them to represent so, one. Similar to binary code, only exactly. DNA code. Yeah, those are uh, adenine, thymine, cytosine, and guanine. Is that how you pronounce the four? Okay. Um, that's where Gattaca got its name, actually, because that movie's all about... Uh, I love Gattaca. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, they would use, uh, let me find the exact description here. This was done by Professor George Church of Harvard Medical School. Um, and let's see, they would, they would use four numbers, A, C, G, and T, to minimize, uh, to minimize errors. The team decided to stick with binary encoding with A and C both indicating zero and G and T representing one. And it turns out that using this is you can pack a lot more into the same amount of space. Um, One gram of DNA can store 455 billion gigabytes, which is 100 billion DVDs. Um, I'm glad they put it to that for us. Like, listen, (laughs) how many this many DVDs? Yeah, how many uh, boogie nights are we talking about? Exactly. I used to judge only 100 billion boogie nights. Everything I got, I judge in Xbox games. I get three Xbox games (laughs) this morning. (laughs) (laughs) I did a gig. I got. Four Xbox games. Yeah. <laughs> so they said the DNA has numerous advantages over traditional digital storage. It can easily be copied. Uh, it's often still readable after thousands of years in non-ideal conditions. 
Uh, unlike ever-changing electronic storage formats like magnetic tape or DVDs, the fundamental techniques required to read and write DNA information are as old as life on Earth. So this might well, be a way... Wait, what is the book about? Is it a sensitive They didn't book? say what it the says, book was. It, just it says, was 50 Shades of Grey. It, yeah. it was 50 Shades of Grey. It just says cat, 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 cat. Is it erotic fan fiction? Yeah. <laughs> 50 Shades of oh, Company? Speaking of that, I just... I like, I like... No, hold on one second. I like uh, you're decoding it while touching yourself. Like, okay, let me just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit it's, more. Like it's 50 Shades he, of Grey. He yeah. grabbed her heaving bosom by the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, just, you're doing a little math over here. Okay, so a couple of zeros and a... Ooh, a, <laughs> it's like a, a one. Oh, this I think this is turning into a nipple. <laughs> the, <Yeah>. days of, <laughs> the days of dial-up when the image just comes across line by line. Yeah, like, oh, it's here it comes. Here it comes. Uh, um, but actually, speaking of that, I, have you guys heard of the, the show Competitive Erotic Fan Fiction? It's a live show that Brian Cook does. Uh, I heard about it. I haven't you're, seen it. You're given a topic, and you have half an hour to go write erotic fan fiction about that. They might give you like a TV show or movie. Like Perfect Strangers or something? But I was given the Trail of Tears. Oh my Monday, god! It was oh, my wow. oh, that's so great. How did you do? You could you could write something truly great, like you I, know, erotic Trail of Tears literature. I'll, I'll, I'll email yeah. you what I wrote, but um, I won. I beat uh, I beat Kinane. I beat wow! <laughs> but it was I was oh, that's so, so fertile. For, we were, uh, but we're in the back room. I'm like writing this stuff. I'm like, I think this is funny, but is this super racist? I'm not sure if this is probably, but you yeah. know, it was borderline. Well, but show. I looked up. Nobody I, knows anymore. I had access to Wikipedia, so I'm just quickly trying to get my. We facts read it. Together. It just says the N word over and over. <laughs> yeah. and, okay, Andy, that was just <laughs> racist. Yeah. <laughs> Just racist. There wasn't. But, it wasn't erotic. But the problem is they're 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 turning it into a podcast. So it's going to be out there. I realize once this is out, I can no longer have any quote unquote normal job. I can never run for office. I can never work with children. Well, I don't think you're really headed for really office. I know, right but you now. never know. You want to leave those options open. But whatever it was, it was good enough. Um, yeah, I can send you guys the MP3 of it. It was uh, it was both shameful and the most fun show I've ever done in my life. Sounds great. Because um, when you get when you get like the references, I threw in like had you Andrew ever Jackson. Fiction no, never before. Andrew Jackson makes a cameo at the end for a double team. Oh yeah, he's crazy. And he, get, he grants the uh, Choctaw Indians Andrew a reprieve. Jack- Andrew Jackson, old Hickory, right? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that's his entrance. They call me Old Hickory. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to show you why. Nice. So, uh, did you do any use the whole buffalo? <laughs> oh my god, I didn't think I gave that. it a whole buffalo. There might have been a wet dream catcher reference at the end. Um, Ooh, wet dream catcher. Man, yeah. he's nailing it. This wow. sounds great. That's great. Uh, all right, Does, good for this episode. I think we're good for this episode, guys. That was a blast. That was Julian, super fun. Julian, you have any shows? That was fun. What do you add on Twitter? Jules Mac, J U L E Z M A C. Okay, get ready for one or two. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. We should plug. You're, you're the co-host of an upcoming talk show. It's going to be starting up in the next yeah, few months. Yeah, on, right? uh, on the E channel, which is uh, very science oriented. Very. That channel. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll be co-hosting a talk show with Whitney Cummings. Uh, is there a the, title yet? Uh, yeah, it's called "Love You Mean It." Uh, that's her title. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, my name is not in it, so uh, I feel like it's a If it's a hit, talk? I'll benefit, and if it's not. No one no, will remember I was. No, no that's I was a solid. That's it. a solid thing. Um, t- hey, when you see her, tell her to quit taking up so much time on television. Shit. Oh my god, I <laughs> pick know. one thing. There's I other know. comedians it's out insane. here. It's really insane. Uh, Augie, what, do you, what is your Twitter at? Aug- uh, it's Augie Smith A U G G I E, but yep. I don't ever go to it. Okay, well, hey, don't like follow <laughs> Augie. <laughs> Uh, well, this show is going to come out. On I mo- frequently tw- uh, twit. You do twit. I, yeah. He's a very funny Twitter. Follow him. This show comes out on Monday the twentieth. Do you guys have any shows next week you want to plug? I got nothing. Nothing coming up. Yeah. Uh, Julian, what's up, Tiger Lily? I'll be there. 
the night this comes out. So yeah. come out to uh, Hollywood Bar and Grill at Sunset and Gower. I'll be yeah. there, but I will be sneaking beers in, out of my backpack, and drinking outside. That sounds like a country <laughs> wow. suburb. Yeah. It's a, it, well, it's a life. It lives it's on. By the way, it lives if, we on. Could, if we could start tonight over again, I would love to just grill Brooks about a seven-year relationship. That would be oh, what I would want to talk about. I don't about. want but that. That's about why about the science of it. How it yeah. fell apart. How yeah, it started yeah, yeah. And then Shh, fell I don't. Apart. Let's end the podcast it's now. It's tough to. Yeah. yeah. That's why I took. I tried to take a month off of this thing. I haven't been around because I'm like, yeah. I don't want to go talk right now. I'm sad. Hey, listen. Uh, I, did I, she, I she broke up out. with you? Yeah. yeah. I had a rough summer. Brooks, the happiness of my relationship hopefully will outdo the sadness. Oh, of your last you know what? I'll get, I was bummed is, out, but you look so happy. I got to so tell happy. you, mine is going really, really well. You know, mine really is just flying. Ah, it's great, right? Just having somebody that loves you all the time. They try the trust is great. You guys are never. You always back feel on. like a whole person. Yeah, we're gonna edit that out. You know what's great is coming there. home to the smell of food. Oh you know, my god, I got that waiting in a minute. I'm so excited yeah, about it. Very excited. Yeah. All right, you can All find right. you can find me on Law and Order with Andy. Andy, cry us out. You can find me on OK Cupid, guys. Look me up. Um, <laughs> uh, I, all right, well, let's get out of here. I don't want to talk about that at all right now. Uh, <laughs> well, we're talking it about been, it. You can turn the podcast off, true. but we're talking now, about but it. No, that's happening. fine. Off podcast, I'll talk <laughs> off about podcast. it. Off podcast. Well, that's about it for this week. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Probably Science, Facebook slash Probably Science. Email us, probablyscience at gmail.com with any corrections or suggestions or uh, general. I want to hear about whether people miss country, cumber, country summer. Country summer, because you know maybe, maybe it'll come back. It's not even Labor Day yet. Maybe we'll have one more week. Yeah, maybe. maybe, maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I kind of miss it you know it's, it's easy to say that it sucks when it's happening but once it's out of your life you kind of want that country back. i can't listen to country summer okay maybe that's it but uh we will we will see you next week thank you so much for listening all right